Young Smooth, and you are listening to Kicking It With Young Smooth, the podcast where I sit back and talk about all the ratchet and ridiculousness, the hip-hop, you know what I mean, my love, and I've been gone for a minute, now I'm back at the jump ball, goons in the club, case something jump off, nah, I'm joking, but I'm excited to be back, I had to take a two-month hiatus, and I need to explain why before I get into all of this, but before I do... Don't forget that you can check me out on SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn, Google Music, which is now YouTube Music. Make sure you get your Google Podcast and Spotify along with the YouTube show, which will be back in production very, very soon. Okay, so let's go over why and what happened and all of the shenanigans of the shenanigans of the shenanigans. So... For those that don't know, I recently, about a couple of weeks ago, almost a month ago, um, did a live and I explained pretty much what happened. Um, and as we are still almost a whole year with this whole coronavirus situation, I went every bit of, I want to say nine to ten months without having anything. I worked, I continued to do all the things that I wanted to do as far as, you know, like making my money and so on and so forth. Unfortunately, I did contract the virus. In addition, my wife also contracted the virus. Um, We both had it around the same time. I got sick at the top of November. Um, 
and then she got sick within the middle part of November. Um, and then, so that took me out of commission for a whole month. So basically what I want to go over once again, just so people understand how real this is, this is not a game. This shit is not a game. Like, yo, it is so bad to the point where I literally could have lost my wife. Um, and the ultimate messed up part about all of that whole situation was the fact that the matter that she would have been alone. People are literally dying out here alone. And it is just sad. It is ridiculous. It, 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 this world just don't make no sense. So that was all of November. And then trying to get myself back together for December, the holidays came, so on and so forth. Um, I also hit a deal with my car, so I had to try to hustle up to get this money for the deductible. It was a lot going on. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, this shit is ridiculous. Then in turn, my mother ends up getting sick right before Christmas, gets out like, I think Christmas Day out of the hospital. Now, thank God it was not COVID related, but still, yet again, all hospitals are on lockdown, so no personnel can come in there. People that are going to, you can't go see loved ones. It, it's it's a whole travesty. And a lot of hospitals here in Maryland have been very much so like that. So, you know, between me getting sick, my wife getting sick, me hitting the deer with, with my car, and then, which that shit actually agitated my soul more than anything. And then my mother getting sick. So by the time we got to the end of 2020, I said, look, double fuck it. Two middle fingers to it because I'm not doing it. I really can't. So in turn, I couldn't really, I was like, I couldn't really get back to the show. I really didn't have the energy for it. Um, I think the worst part of being sick for real, for real, the worst part of it was losing my voice. I was like, Oh, hold up. Wait a minute. I couldn't talk. So to give you an idea of what that meant, it was like this. It was like, I got sick. I had the body aches and so on and so forth. So then I was like, oh shit, I need to go and figure out whether or not this is COVID. Shout out to my coworker because if it wasn't for her, I probably would have just thought, oh, let me just go ahead and do this. It don't matter. It mattered. It it 100% mattered. And, um... In the, in the midst of all of that, I ended up not speaking for a long time because, you know, like my wife was still going to work and, you know, wasn't no need for me to really speak. I had nobody to speak to. So when I finally officially started speaking, every other word, every other word was like a gasp for air and just trying to gasp for my breath. And it was just, it was just a whole lot. Mine was a bronchitis form of it, and then I had COVID, like, over top of that. And then, in addition, she had pneumonia and COVID over top of it. And she had to be hospitalized, put on oxygen. It was in the hospital for about five or six days. And it, it was a lot. It was one of the scariest, scariest times of my fucking life. I will not attest to that. To um, sit back and literally say that I was in this bitch bawling, crying, upset, all of those things... And the reason for that was because, yo, I literally, you mean to tell me somebody I've been in love with for 17 years, I was going to lose. I was going to lose. So all of those things ended up happening and I was like, you know what, I I just can't. 
I, I just I just can't. I can't record another show. I can't do anything. And then, like we said, like I said earlier, you know, got to the Christmas holiday, and I was like, all right, well, you know, let's take a break. This in third, but it is a new fucking year. It is a new year. It is a new year. It is time for more shows. It is time for you to understand my love of hip hop, my understand my love of music, understand that I don't give a fuck. But before I also go into that, one last thing I just thought about it. It just hit me. What is going on? Can somebody explain to me what is going on in the world? Like, white people don't lost their motherfucking minds. Okay, yeah, so that, that that's the thing. White people don't lost their motherfucking minds. We, we are storming the Capitol. And if y'all haven't checked out my man DDM, I always shout this out because Secretary of Shade will keep you updated and posted on some shit. He is funny. He is reverent. He is, is just so much. Make sure y'all check out Secretary of Shade on YouTube because that shit is, he's on the money on everything. And I'm just like, yo, okay. All of that, all of that aside, the the year is just, there's just so much. So, some of the stories and topics that I may talk about, because I really haven't gone into really sitting back and being like, okay, let me go back into, you know, the old situations. Some of them will be the things that I really wanted to touch on and didn't get a chance to within the last two months. So, if it sounds familiar or you heard some shit about it before, so what, but you haven't heard my opinion on it, and that is where we are. So, the last time that we had all talked, oh, y'all thought the kick that lyric was not going to happen? It is going to happen. It's going down right now. So the last time that we talked, we did a lyric for Kick That Lyric. That was two months ago. It was No Scrubs. But the reason why I wanted to do the particular verse from No Scrubs for Left Eye is because what I have found is that that verse has been conveniently taken out of our hip-hop history. It is always taken out. It is This is one of the number one songs. It's made TLC so much money. It's made um, Candy and Tiny from Escape so much money. But conveniently, that verse is always left out. I really would love to know more. I would love for people to dig into why it is. So that was the last time that I did the show. That was the... Um, that was the kick that lyric. Um, it was funny because this, uh, was it Christmas? It might have been either Christmas or New Year's. We were sitting back and we always like to listen to old music and shit like that. And, and, um, like my little sister's boyfriend and, um, her friend's boyfriend, they were all there or whatever. And I played this song and I played No Scrubs and they was like, wait, wait, wait there's a left out verse. I was like, yo, it is always taken off of, if it's not, if it was not urban radio, they never played it. They never played it. It, it. Other than Urban Radio, that's when they played the Left Eye verse, which is one of my favorite, favorite Left Eye verses ever. Now, this verse coincides with the way that I feel. And it is, it's it's going to be so hard to do this in the way that I, I do. But, and, I mean, the first seconds of me doing it, you're going to get it. And if you do get it, hit me up. You can hit me up in my DMs in on Instagram. You can hit me up on Twitter at uh, KWI. Yeah, it's KWI. Yeah, KWI Young Smooth. Um, you can hit me on Instagram at Kicking It With Young Smooth Pod. You can hit me on Facebook at the Kicking It With Young Smooth Podcast or even the Troy Young Smooth Oliver, whatever. However you want to hit me up, but let me know that you got this because I know you're going to get it immediately. 
And in the King's English, speaking of which, if you are not watching Bridgerton, I don't know what the fuck you're doing with your life. Anyway, whole nother thing, get into that in a minute. Pull up in the monster, automobile gangster, with a bad bitch that came free from Sri Lanka. Yeah, I'm in that Tonka color of Willy Wonka. You could be the king, but watch the queen conquer. Okay, first things first. I'll eat your brains. Then I'ma start rocking gold teeth and fangs. Cause that's what a motherfucking monster do. Hairdresser from Milan, that's the monster do. Monster Giuseppe Hill, that's the monster shoe. Young Money is the roster and the monster crew. And I'm all up, all up, all up in the bank with the funny face. And if I'm fake, I ain't notice cause my money ain't. So let me get this straight. Wait, I'm the rookie, but my features in my shows, 10 times your pay. 50K for a verse, no album out. Yeah, my money's so tall that my Barbie's got a climate. Hotter than a Middle Eastern climate. Sign it. Tony Montaran, dirty whining, whining. Eat on them titties when I sign it. Got these niggas so one-track-minded. But really, really, I don't give a F-U-C-K. Forget Barbie, fuck, because she's fake. She's on a diet, but my pocket's eating cheesecake. And I'll say, Bride of Chucky is child's play. Just killed another career. It's a mild day. Besides gay, they can't stand besides me. I think me, you, and Am should menage Friday. Pink wig, thick ass, give them whiplash. I think big, get cash, make them blink fast. Now look at what you just saw. This is what you live for. Ah, I'm a motherfucking monster. Like, yo, I know I know y'all know what it is. Y'all know y'all know what it is. Absolutely, 100%. There's no way that you can't. But, however... That will also lead into my ratchet and ridiculous corner. The reason that I chose this particular one and everybody else knows who it is, I'm not going to say what the song is until next week, but you know what it is. So it's not that hard. But um, in Ratchet and Ridiculous news, Nicki Minaj promises raw, unfiltered look into her life in HBO docuseries. Nicki Minaj surprises the Barbs with a special announcement on the 10th anniversary of her debut album, Pink Friday. HBO Max has ordered a docuseries about her life. She took to Twitter on Friday, which was November 20th. Again, another day that I was not here, but y'all know what it is. Um, to reveal the news of her six-episode docuseries directed by John Warner, who made his directorial debut with Jay-Z's 2004 concert documentary, Fades Black. She states, What's up, y'all? This is Onika Tanya Mirage, and I'm very excited to finally share with you guys what uh, that my docuseries is coming to HBO Max. Um, she exclaimed in a video that showed off her bright orange bangs and long locks. Compared to her signature pink hairstyle from her debut LP era. It's going to give you guys a raw, unfiltered look into my personal life and my personal journey. And I can't wait to share it all with you. 
excited about that. Have not heard any more news on this, but I am excited. So also while I was gone in the Nikki realm, Nikki had a baby. She had a baby boy, which I'm so very, very excited about. She also shared recent pictures and that boy looked just like her. Oh my gosh, the cheeks, you want pictures, no cheeks, it's so cute. Um, she also took to Instagram and said this, Papa Bear, thank you so much, because that's what she calls him, Papa Bear, thank you so much for choosing me to be your mama. Wishing you guys a happy and prosperous new year. Thank you for your love and support throughout this journey. It, it, uh, sorry, it's meant so much to me and it is, it's, it's great. It's great to see that she manifest her dreams. She said that she wanted to have, you know, a kid. She said, you know, not going to push out no baby silly by the rock, which I still feel a certain kind of way about that but I'm not gonna shade Nikki y'all know my love for the Nicksters the Jicksters I love her I really appreciate it so we're getting a documentary she has a new baby that means we might even see parts of what she was going through through the pregnancy her album dropped 10 years ago well, technically last year because it was like 2010 so 2020 made it officially 10 years ago last year so that is dope also on HBO Max, Will Smith and Janet Hubert squashed their Fresh Prince of Bel-Air beef. I ended up watching that. I absolutely loved it. I was very, very happy. I don't know about y'all, but if anybody else has not watched this, I went through the motions with them when they got to the Uncle Phil part. Bruh, when they got to that Uncle Phil situation, I said, oh, okay, I'm, I, I, don't, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this because... It, it felt like, and I'm going to be 100% honest with y'all, it really, really, really felt like we all lost somebody. And I think the other um, hard impact just to entertainment in general was when we, you know, lost Chadwick. And um, I was like, okay, this is this is a bit much. I feel, I, I'm not going to lie. I haven't watched um, Mama Rainey's Black Bottom. I haven't watched that as of yet because I'm not... Um, I, I'm I'm not ready. I'm gonna be honest with you. Um, I'm really, really, honestly not ready to watch it now. I've heard that it. I've heard pretty tell that it's really, really good. So I, I'm excited to see it, and I know it's on my Netflix situation to watch. But I really have not had the opportunity to watch that as of yet. Um, then, in addition, um, what was it? I. Also, I you know you know who else I felt that way about? I felt that way about Bernie Mac too. Like I really did. I felt that way uh, for a long time about Bernie Mac. Like I wouldn't watch the Bernie Mac show. I wouldn't watch anything any of the old movies that he was in. Like I just wouldn't watch anything because that just it kind of it hurt my heart. That was one of the people, and that's and I feel that way about John Witherspoon. I think that these are people that when you grow up with them and they're a part of your lexicon and they're a part of your history, like you really, you really do feel a certain kind of way when they pass. Like yo, I can't, I can never look at Friday the same. Like I couldn't look at it when John Witherspoon died, but now Tiny's just Lester died. So then it's like yo, all three of them. I can't watch them the same way. It doesn't feel it doesn't feel the same because they're they're not here. Um, but I am happy that Will 
you know, again, dropped the beef with the old on Viv. They shared a very tender moment. And it had been almost 30 years. And that is a long time to have beef with somebody. Um, and it's a long time to have beef with somebody. Like, to be upset with somebody and, and not have them in your circle, that's one thing. But to have a beef where y'all kind of verbally jousting and attacking each other, especially online and all of those things like that, that's, that is a bit much. Um, but yeah, so that was good. That was good. I definitely enjoyed it. If you have not watched it, make sure you watch it on HBO Max. If you haven't watched it by now, I don't know what the hell you're doing. However, like I said, all of this for me is playing catch up at this particular point. This episode may not even be that long. I'll be very honest with you. I ain't even gonna lie. Um, okay, so Little Wayne was charged with possession of a firearm and faces up to 10 years in prison if convicted. I want to say that I don't give a shit anymore. Okay? Um, because Little Wayne ain't doing it for me like he used to. It just, it, I'm not gonna say he is not a complete beast. I'm not even gonna say that the last album was not the shit, cause it was good. It just did not have the same promotional pull that the vast majority of his albums have had prior to. Um, and that's not me throwing him away. I think that man should definitely not, um, you know, be away from his children. You know, he got a lot of kids out here, so on and so forth. I definitely believe that. However, sir, why you, why you still got firearms and you, you know, you know that the popo be on your back? Like, why are you still doing the same things that you were doing in your 20s and you're now 30, in your teens to your 20s to now your 30s and you're still getting convicted and you're still up for serving time and shit? Like, yo, you're still doing the same things. At what point do you say, mm, I need to change my life a little bit? I ain't saying that you got to give your life over to Jesus or nothing, but damn, like, you, you do have to make a distinction between as men, we need to make a distinction to say, okay, look, as a child, I did childish things, and this is in the Bible, as a grown man, I put those childish things behind me like, yo, yes, protect yourself because this right here, this era right here is all, all about the I need to protect myself situation. Like, I don't know why we have to go through hoops and hurdles just to try to protect ourselves, to have weapons, just to protect ourselves. Because as you can see, this country is going to hell in a handbasket. And it's funny because somebody just recently posted um, a a video. It was a comedian who said something like, yo, every time Hollywood brought up a situation of mass destruction in any movie, they always had a black president. But the truth be told, the black president that we did have, we ain't have half of this shit going on. Now, did we say that everything that Obama did was peaches and cream? Hell no. That ain't true. That ain't never going to be true. But the reality is we didn't have all of this bullshit going on either. So your boy did that. How about that? Your boy did that. Um, But yeah, as far as Lil Wayne is concerned, it says things aren't looking so good for the rapper Lil Wayne after being hit with a federal weapons charge, according to the latest reports. The U.S. Attorney of the Southern District of Florida has charged Lil Wayne with one count of possession of a firearm and ammunition by a convicted felon. Sir, I know these rules ain't the rules that we that you want to follow because apparently they don't apply for everybody. But you are a convicted felon. You are a public figure. And at some point, some point, you got to pull the shit back 
because this ain't it ain't it, this ain't what you want. This ain't what you want for your life. You know, I want Lil Wayne to be out here. I would love for the music to be better. I just feel like that that is not happening. Um, my my same critique goes for Nicki. I would love for the music to be better. Uh, people ask me. We were talking about this on the holidays. Like, yo, do you like now that it's ten years later? Do you love the Queen album? I was. I mean, well, um, somebody asked me how I felt about Queen. I was like, well, Queen does not stack up to Pink Friday, Pink Friday Roman Reloaded. Um, or the pink print. Like, it doesn't stack up to those three. And maybe in its legacy, it it might. But to be honest with you, like, right now, because it's, what, only been, like, two years since the album came out. Like, right now, it doesn't stack up well. It it, it really doesn't. It doesn't hold well. Um, I kind of see where she was going, but I could still go back to it now. And I'm like, yo, there aren't songs. There are songs that are catchy that I know, but there are not songs that I can go bar for bar. And also, the same thing happens for Drake. Like, I sit back and I was like, I remember when Drake got his co-sign from Bun B. Like, I literally remember that. And I remember that, like, Yo, who was this kid? Who was this kid? And then I was like, ooh, why this nigga look like he got Down syndrome? Again, just just my thought. Love Drake, but just saying, that's the way it looked. And then I found out from my little sister, oh, he on Degrassi. Degrassi? The fuck? What is the... Again, not my thing. However, um, I don't... I, I don't know if I particularly care for the new sound. I, I love artists that love to test the boundaries. And I think that every artist should push the boundaries in their way in their art and their craft i mean even when wayne was you know on this whole skateboard tip all of that i really think that i love when artists uh really push those boundaries however i think that fans become fans because it's that body of work that they connected to and that they love so if you don't at least give them some of that it's all it's gonna feel like a disservice like i remember um, Nikki talking about like the whole Roman situation and she was like you know I really didn't give the barbs Roman on this one like I didn't give a lot of the fast raps that they love to to really do like like she did on Flawless you know what I'm saying to you like um, like she did on um, not even I won't even say bees in the track but like she's done on many different things but um or like the different voices and characters. A lot of that is are the things that are, are missing from the the construct of what Nikki is. And we're like, okay, damn, I missed that. Or even with Drake, Drake had the he still have, he still has this like um, rap singing thing and this real love thing, but it, it doesn't. The bars sound lazy, like they sound lazy. They sound like okay, I made all this money now, now I don't care anymore. And a lot of that, a lot of that sounds really, really lazy. There are the, the biggest thing about rap and hip hop and even R and B, there maybe not R and B so much, but there are artists that in other genres that will go back and, and take a whole hiatus and then come back and make a huge body of work that is so good. You're like, oh, this is why this is why you're on top. I will give you an example, and I don't care what nobody's saying. You can fight me on this and fight me in the comments on this. I even feel as though Nas's King's Disease this summer, and I've talked about this several times because, again, it is in my wheelhouse. I think that that has become Nas's best album in a long time. Like, it's been a long 
time and even like the year prior because we got the Carter album at the time and then we also got Nazir. Nazir wasn't really a good album. Like it lyrically Nas did what he do. Nas does what he does and he does it so well. So lyrically, yes, absolutely. Nas was 100% on his grind in the in Nazir. This for me felt like the uh what like the not almost like not even no 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 I won't even say Nostradamus. It yeah, it was kind of Nostradamus-ish. It was nasty Nas. Like that was that was the feel that this gave me. And I was like, yes. King's disease, absolutely bad. That's just like with the locks, with living on experience. And I talk about these two albums, because these two albums this summer that just passed are amazing. They are really, really, really good albums. And I'm like, okay. I needed that. I needed those things. I say all of that to say I need those things from rappers like Nicki, like Drake, like Wayne. Like I need, I need that young money. Feel. I need that. I need that 2010 young money feel back again. I do. I, I need that. I need you to give me more than what it what I'm getting right now. I need that. So, um, absolutely excited for that. Moving on, Keisha Cole confirms an upcoming versus battle. Okay, so. I need someone to tell me what happened to this battle other than the fact that Ashanti got sick. So Ashanti got sick. It was supposed to be rescheduled for the 9th, which was last Saturday. Where is the battle? I want to do the Bitter Baby Mama dance. I want to be in here and sing the word love off beat. I want to be in here and say baby 101 times. I cannot do any of this if don't nobody tell me what the update is going to look like for Keisha Cole and Ashanti. Because I need it. I'm like, I know I didn't miss it. I was looking for it that night. Nothing happened. Where is the verses? Not to mention the fact I think there's one with UGK and MJG, which I'm excited about. I'm definitely excited about that one too. So make sure y'all look out for that one. But please explain to me where is the Keisha Cole? I'm looking for it. I'm I'm here with it. Like where is the Keisha Cole and Ashanti? So this I had to I had to defend Ashanti, okay? Because we sat back and we played a couple of Keisha Cole joints during the Christmas holiday because we were talking about it. We were all amped like, okay, cool. And all the kids was like, no, can't nobody. First of all, okay, real right quick. Um, n- not you. Let me be very fuck clear, okay? Hashanti wrote for all these bitches out here. Okay, she done wrote for Jennifer motherfucking Lopez. She done did all the shit that she needed to do. She was on all the hooks. She had verses and shit. Not to mention, like I said, like, yo, three, three albums that I loved. And the fourth one, which was like the declaration or whatever, um, was one of the ones that I was like, okay, cool. This is, this is an okay album, but, you know, I just... Uh, it was maybe only one song that I really like, which was The Way That I Love You. But the fucked up part about it was that I also, at Christmas, played The Way That I Love You. So I played The Way That I Love You, right? And when I tell you, okay, every motherfucker was out that bitch singing the words to The Way That I Love You. So... You mean to tell me that Ashanti ain't got that much motherfucking impact? You a goddamn lie. Ashanti got 
impact. You hear me. She has impact on this industry. She's done a lot. I think that people forget. And I think that this will be a moment. Um, like I said, I can't wait for the Bun B and UGK. I'm sorry. The um the MG the MJG situation and the, the UGK with you know Bun B holding it down or whatever. Rest in peace to Pimp C. I honestly, honestly, honestly am excited about it. Um, I think that I'm, I'm happy that Diversus is still here. A lot of people have heard a lot of uh, flack and kind of like kickback on oh, the Versus situation. Oh, they doing it. It's been too long. And this, and I've heard people say some shit like that. And I'm like, yo, at the end of the day, we still technically quarantined. Hmm. We still technically quarantine. I, I'm saying, hmm, because I just I, I've seen too many people on the road, so I don't know how much quarantine we still under. To be honest with you, um, speaking of verses, apparently Diddy versus Dre versus Battle could be up next. Okay, the versus battles have been a big part of the pandemic, and the only real um concerts we've been able to attend some of the biggest and most legendary artists have gone head to head. Most recently, Jeezy and Young and um. Jeezy and Gucci man. First of all, I don't know if I got a chance to talk about that last time. That shit was horrible. I couldn't even sit through it. I'm sorry. I wanted Gucci to sit the fuck down. I was very, very upset about that. Like, yo, sit down, yo. Like, yo, y'all, I know y'all got beef, but it's over. It was a whole bunch of trap nigga shit. And maybe because I'm not a trap nigga type of nigga. Like, I'm like, I like a good trap beat. I like a good trap situation every now and again, but I'm not like a, oh, I gotta have a whole bunch of trap music shit. Like, it, it just, it, it started to, like, ruin into my soul life, though, while I was like, alright, uh, okay. And then, not to mention the fact, Jeezy played a lot of mixtape shit, too. So, I was like, eh, Jeezy, not everybody know this. So, I mean, not Jeezy, I'm sorry. Gucci played a lot of mixtape shit, and he was like, eh, not everybody know this, Gucci, like, what? Like, what you, what, what, what we doing here, Gooch? What's, what's good? So I need, I just needed him to sit down. But anyway, uh, most recently was Jeezy and Gucci Man took the stage together. So as you can tell, this is this article is older because again, I am late, but it is what it is. To battle some of their their hits. Um, so up next, maybe the legendary producers and rappers um, are ready to do their thing. During a current interview, Timberland asked if Diddy and Jay Z was a possibility, and he said there's a slim chance. Of that happening, however, Diddy and Dre battle maybe, uh, maybe some like Swiss Beats said. Now apparently that may not happen at this point, um, because Dre's health, his divorce, he has a Dr. Dre has a lot going on. I pray for Dr. Dre because I ain't nobody got time for that. That is a lot. I'm sorry, going through a divorce and your health declining is literally that is a thing. That is a thing. Um, but. Shout outs and prayers go out to him. I'm hoping that, that that all works out. I would love to see a Diddy and Dre one. Um, it would be very much so. It would be very interesting because you have two artists that two people in a tier that have done pretty much the same thing. Um, they produce other people, or and I air quote it because I don't know what that means for Diddy, but whatever. Um, but he's, they've also started, you know, like real labels and, um, it almost be the East coast, West coast thing all over again. And just really trying to, um, re relive, relive that, but not rehash that. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so yeah, it would, it would definitely be a really good moment. And it's, and if it's, if it's any indication and it's Diddy, you know, it's going to be a minute, you know, it's going to be a moment. 
in history. Um, and I think, you know, both of them have given us quality shit that we could be like, oh shit, I forgot about this. And this is a bop and this is a bump. And I think it would feel very much so like the Timbaland and Swiss Beats situation. Because I think Timbaland and Swiss Beats in the level of, of the category of where they are, both rappers, both producers, both, you know, beat makers, so on and so forth, that worked really well. And I and both businessmen, and I think that Diddy and, and Dre would be equally the same thing. And, I, you know, I hope that they have, after the years they've gone by, a level of admiration for each other. Because technically, you both have done the same thing for the culture. So I would hope that that would be the, be the case. Uh, Drake officially gets his own Nike sub label with NOCTA. Okay, Drake just took his Nike deal to the next level. His allegiance to the Beverton based company has solidified back in Travis Scott's 2018 hit Sicko Mode when he, when the rapper checks over stripes. That's what I like. And the rest was history. Then on the first single of his forthcoming certified lover boy album, <clears throat> I'm waiting for that. I, I hope that, I hope that's going to be good. Um, certified lover boy album. He filmed the entire, um, laugh now cry later video at Nike's world headquarter campus. Now, He's further cemented his alliance to Nike, or allegiance, I'm sorry, to Nike, as the brand gives him a sub-brand named NOCTA, a nod to the Canadians, a Canadian artist pendant for working at night, a workflow that has always influenced the vibe of music. Um, ahead of NOT, NOCTA's release, Drake shares some thoughts about the new label and how much Nike means to him. Everything from his childhood to the gear to athletics who proudly donned the swoosh. Sorry, to athletes who they proudly donned the swoosh. Um, I think that's dope. I, I do think that that is really, really dope. Um, I, I love... Actually, I remember Drake. I need to. Oh no, Drake is up here. I was like, do I need to put Drake on this wall? No, he's up here. Um, I do remember Drake saying a line in one of his songs where they want to be us and we want to be them, talking about athletes want to be rappers and rappers want to you know rappers want to be athletes and that's a really that's a real true statement and i love that this is this is a an alliance that's kind of melding together really well um hip-hop and fashion of course seamlessly go together uh music and fashion seamlessly go together so i i think that this is going to be a really really great deal um so aside from that we done ran up about like 36 some odd minutes. Um, I also want to talk about uh, a few other things. Well, no, you know what? Actually, I think I'll, I might save that. I'm, I think I'm going to save it. I'm going to save it for the end. I think we've gone over pretty much everything. And that will conclude the ratchet and ridiculous moment. However, it's time. It's time for the album that I love. What album am I talking about? This album is one of the biggest albums, biggest and underrated albums of all time. Like, it was so good, 
but it was so underrated that it makes no sense. The album that I'm talking about is Total. Kima, Keisha, and Pam. Kima, Keisha, and Pam is the second and final studio album by American Girl Group Total. It was released by Bad Boy Records and, and Arista Records on October 27, 1998 in the United States. The album debuted at number 9 on the top R&B and hip-hop albums and peaked at number 39 on the U.S. Billboard 200s. In 1999, the album was certified gold by the recording Industry Association of America, the RIAA, for uh, excessive sales of over 500,000 copies. Okay, a little background. Um, original production of Truth or Dare included Mario Winans, and we'll go over that, um, reproduced it as a full-length track, Dolly Baby, for the rapper Little C's in 1999's album, The Wonderful World of Cesar Leo. Also using a sample of Pam's voice from the interlude as the chorus, despite it being a sample, she is also listed under the vocals of the album's credit. Uh, critical response. In his review for in Entertainment Weekly, Matt Dolan, sorry, wrote that Total did not quit bad, bad. Total didn't get quite bad enough on the sophomore release, Kimiki Champagne. Despite all the heavy breathing, the Divas Trio pillow talk peters out. Um, however, bed board banging beats from Missy Elliott, Timbaland, Heavy D, and Puff Master himself turned this into a partial but subpar situation. Yeah. All music editor Michael Gal Galucci, I think that's how you pronounce the name, found that by inviting a who's who roster into the tub with the total are barely uh, sorry into the tub with with them total are barely heard, breaming with the sounds of the world world. About it, Kim and Key Champagne is a studio power album that loses its individuality while trying desperately to be part of the streets and scenes. The this was I'm telling you this was not a good review. The best track is Trippin', uh, which also features Missy Elliott's um, slice of robotic R&B and combines the gal's sweet harmonies with a state of soul art studio savvy. But the album's worth the the album is worth a listen. Um, the album's worth of a sexy same unveils totals unlimited illumination. There was a lot going on there. Um, let's go over the tracks. I will say this. So about the whole Kimiki Champagne situation, although it was not a critically acclaimed album, and most of the albums that we may do may not necessarily be critically acclaimed. They just happen to be the ones that I like. Um, I, f I fought with this. I'm not going to lie to you. Like, I love this. I remember when this album came out. And when this album came out, I was in high school. It was, yes, yeah, it was 1998. I was in high school. I had to be in every bit of the 10th grade. And I remember being in Mr. Henson's music class. And for anybody that knows me and knows Mr. Henson, 
love Mr. Henson to death. I wonder if he's still alive. That's the thing. That's the thought. Anyway, um, Mr. Henson literally allowed us to play whatever we wanted to play that day. And I remember I bought in this particular song. I mean, this particular CD. And I love it. it, it it's... It's raunchy. It is what it is. Speaking of which, since I said the word raunchy, I'm going to go into another thing before I leave off because I got to say it because that this also happened around Christmas as well. Um, as you can tell, my Christmases are really centered around music. It's always, always music. We'll start off with Christmas music at first, but we get into everything else later on. Um, so, first song was Trippin' featuring Missy Misdemeanor Elliott. Um, I tried... Um, the rock track, there was a masturbation interlude, um, If You Want Me featuring Mace, Press Rewind, Press Rewind was my song, it had Carl Thomas on it, that was my shit, so I like Trippin', let's see, how many songs are on here, first of all, there are 18 tracks in total, most of them interludes, um, most of them. There's a half of interludes, at least. Uh, so, Trippin' I liked. Um, I liked Press Rewind, Sitting Home, What About Us, um, There'll Be No Fucking Tonight, which I think also had Nas on there, too. Um, Do Something, Rain, I like that, too. I tried as an interlude was actually really good, too. Um, the Most Beautiful wasn't really one of my favorites. Um... I don't wanna move too fast, but she can't. Um, I don't wanna smile. So yeah, I will say that towards the end of the album, it did get kind of lackluster. Um, but it was total. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't quite know what we expected from Total. Like that the first album wasn't like earth shattering out the gate. Plus, not to mention the fact you know Biggie had died only a few years prior. So it it just it's and 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 Total's claim to fame. A lot of that did stem from uh bad boy of where they were at that particular point however um definitely go listen to rain press rewind those are some sexy those are some gtd mixtape situations so make sure y'all go see that um go see that go listen to that um and and tripping tripping will always be the 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 quintessential situation for this total album however one of the things that I would like to say is that there are two things that I'm thinking about. One, Missy Elliott, Missy Misdemeanor Elliott is a fucking genius. Speak her motherfucking name, bitch. Say her motherfucking name. The reason why I say this is because, number one, she is um, now very active on Twitter. She's very, very active on Twitter. Um... And she responds. She responds to a lot of fans on Twitter. A lot of fans. If you get in there with Missy, Missy really does now. She's like getting really active in it. Um, Missy is someone who... I know this is supposed to be about Total, but Missy in general is someone who just has given so much to this culture. And I think that we have not given her enough. Like Video Vanguard Awards and all that stuff. I think that we need to... we can't demand more from her art because she's only going to give us what she's going to give us but she has completely changed the landscape of music period i don't mean hip-hop i don't mean r&b i mean the land 
landscape of music. Missy has done tracks that most of you would never even know. Never even know. She's done the pop girl. She's done the R&B girl. She's done the rap situations. She's done, um, you know, scores. She's done a lot of stuff that you guys, most of us, would not even know unless you were really looking at it. So you really, we really had to thank Missy for a big portion of this album because this album is super sexy. You know what? As a matter of fact, I know I'm going to get dinged for it, but I'm going I'm to play it for a little bit. Okay, Google. Play Total. Press Rewind. Press Rewind by Total. Sure. Play I just want to hear a little, little snippet. Okay, Google. Stop. That was my shit. I'm just saying. I'm just trying not to get copyrighted and sued. But I had to play, play a little bit of it. And it gets deeper. And that hook is everything. So, again, go check that out. Um. So, I will honestly say... Okay. Oh, so the Missy thing was the other thing I had to say. Um. But I was sitting back today and I was cleaning the house. And I had to really think about... Like, I was listening to... Um, my 90s kind of hip-hop R&B situation and um, like Little Kim came on and it just made me kind of think I had to really sit back and this is my end thought for for the show I had to really sit back and think right and I was like I had a whole debate with uh, some kids about Meg Thee Stallion now my thoughts on the Meg Thee Stallion good news album is as follows Basura. This shit is trash. This shit is garbage. And I, here's, here, again, fight me in the comments. I am more than welcome, I am more than welcome to say anything about it. Fight me in the comments. If you want to, do do what you do. But the reason why I say that it's trash is because I gave it a chance. And there have been other things that Megan has done prior to this album. And I've been like, banger, banger, banger. I, I really, I fuck with it. I fuck with it. What I'm not here for is a constant flagrant situation. Women empowerment, I'm here for that. Y'all know I love the girls. I talk about Nikki. I talk about all the rest of these these hookers that I really like. Actually, I only talk about Nikki. Y'all know that that's, that's the thing. However, the reality is this. Meg... You did a whole album where you talked about nothing but your coochie. The whole album. Damn near every song. There's a whole song on that album called Intercourse. I listened to it as an objective ear just saying, I'm going to listen to this whole album because I'm going to give it an actual try. I'm going to actually physically give this shit a try because she deserved. I'm not going. I'm not going to come in with my preconceived notions. I'm not going to come in with that '90s bullshit. I'm a '90s kid, so nah, hip hop need to be like this. I'm gonna come in with it clear. 
I don't even like the body yaddy 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 yaddy. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. I am utterly tired and I'm a hypocrite because I like some things, but I won't like everything because sometimes there are certain artists that you give me bar after bar after bar, you body, you eat these niggas up. And sometimes I want bar after bar after bar, maybe not throughout the whole thing and then give me a little bit of the sex, but not the whole thing. This is where I'm a hypocrite. I'm a hypocrite because 90s music ushered in this bullshit. We did. We did it. We did that. We ushered in this bullshit. Now, we didn't usher it in with the R&B. I don't know what the fuck happened while the R&B is fucking and sucking. I'm a bang you, bang your pussy out. I don't know what the fuck that is. However, we did usher the shit in. We did. Now, I also say that to say, as much as we may have ushered a lot of it in, because we did, me and a friend of mine had a conversation about it via the via uh, Facebook, and I really... I thought about it like, yes, we did usher a lot of that shit in and Little Kim's Hardcore was definitely a, it was a travesty. It was definitely a moment and it's actually a perverted moment if you really think about it because the girl was only 16. So yes, that is, it was pretty bad. Um, But even as the years progressed, like Kim's career didn't, evolve in that way like even when we look at Nicki Minaj you'll look at like songs like Rich Sex which apparently she's being sued for hold on the topic we'll do that on the next show but when you look at shit like um like Rich Sex and realize in the grand scheme of Nicki's career Nicki didn't talk that sex shit she didn't really that was even if you listen to Pink Friday go back and listen to Pink Friday she didn't really talk that sex shit. Like, that really wasn't a thing. That wasn't, that really wasn't her thing. She didn't really do that. So, um, that is one of the things that I just couldn't grasp with Meg Thee Stallion as a whole, as every song being about that, every lyric, every punchline, all of it being about that. Now, on the flip side, could I expect that from Cardi B? Possibly, but... I put it to you like this. Even in that sense, when Cardi B's um, Invasion of Privacy came out, even on that, not all of that shit is about sex. Like, some of it's about, yo, like, be careful, ring, so on and so forth. Like, there are some other songs that are, are not all about sex. Now, is the vast majority about it? Yes, absolutely. But it just didn't feel that way. Another reason that I don't like this Good News album is because of the fact that Megan, you was lazy. You was lazy because the three infamous tracks like Savage and Girls Girls in the Hood and the, um, the Don't Stop, Pop That Cat, which again was fucking horrible. Even those songs, which were your lead songs that were on the album ended up at the end like you just put those songs at the end of the album like that's it that's it you ain't care you just was like oh this is okay this this is a little bit of something i'm just gonna put this right on here at the end so i feel like it was lazy i feel like it didn't it, it, it as a body of work just didn't meld together well um i think that megan can do better um and I'm hoping for better. Maybe we'll give her another chance on the next go-round. But to be honest with you, I'm just like, throw it away, okay? 
take that piece of newspaper that she had covering her body and throw that shit away because it ain't no good news. It, it's really not. It, it really is not. I'm not here for any of that. Um... So, closing, 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 closing. Let's see. Um, I got some new things that are in the works, which hopefully will be coming out soon. Um, the I'm going to revamp the merch on Teespring, so make sure you guys cop the merch on Teespring. Um, recently, I am on a verse on Hard Liquor Loud Music, so make sure y'all go check that out. Um, I... Got, I'm going to be redoing the show, not revamping, but redoing the show. So the the YouTube show will come back, and we'll be doing it every Friday. And hopefully, there'll be even new, more hotter guests. So working on doing that behind the scenes. So all of those things are happening. Um, I'm excited to be back. To be honest with you, I really am. I really am excited to be back, be back in my element, doing this again. Um. I'm happy. Um, I, I love the fact. I love the fact that so many of my Facebook friends and family shared the video about me having COVID, um, I, and I was very thankful and blessed about that. I'm blessed to be here. I will say this, and this is one of the things that I want people to take away and think about: be grateful every single day that you can. Find one thing, even if the day is completely fucked up, find one thing to be grateful for, because of the fact. And I, and I promise you this. This is a whole factor. I literally have been walking around since December 2nd thinking of at least one thing that I am grateful for. Bottom line, period. Can't contest it. I've always been thinking, you know, I will say that even with COVID, it even changed my relationship of saying, yo, I'm not going to be mad at you about the small stuff. I'm not going to sweat the small shit. What do you need? How can I help you? What, what can we do? And that is the, the main focus that I'm trying to take in my life at this point is just to, to focus on what is the good shit right now. Like today, I cleaned up today. I listened to good music. People that text me and love me and text me back. I've talked to everybody I, I love and respect today. And on so apparently I found more than one good thing. And then on top of that, I also got back into my element and started doing the show again. So once again, I love every single person. Make sure that you follow me on all the social networks. Um, and y'all thought I wasn't going to end it the same way that we always end it. Absolutely. Fear. False evidence appearing real. It's only real in your mind if you make it real in your mind. Don't forget that you can check me out on SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn, Google Music, which is now YouTube Music. Get your Google Podcasts because um, all of the podcasts will be there. I am there. I checked. Okay? I checked. Make sure you like, share, and subscribe. I'm also on that Spotify. I know because I checked. Make sure y'all check on that. And don't forget about the YouTube page, Kicking It With Young Smooth Podcast. I made this very simple for you. Very, very simple for you. All you got to do is click it and like it. That's all I'm saying. If you have a comment and you dislike it, I'm still here for that because you have an opinion and so do I. Um, aside from that, I think that's pretty much it. So, I look forward to seeing y'all and talking to y'all next week. Now, you just tuned in to the Kicking It With Young Smooth podcast. Don't you feel better about it? <laughs> I know you do. All right, y'all. I'll see you next week. All right. Hey.